Hello and welcome to Grumpy Gamers. You're here with me, Pete, and along with me this week, I have Ben. Hello. And that's it again. It's just us that's two. That's it again. Yeah, <laughs> but this one was planned, wasn't it? This, this one was, was actually. Planned. Yes, this was intentional. <laughs> Eddie was supposed to be away for this one. It's just last week he had the the old technical issues. <laughs> yeah, this was a pre-planned betrayal. Last week was a, a completely false betrayal, a fake betrayal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we weren't anticipating perfectly. that, but but the show went on. It did. Uh, the in, did. the internet betrayed us more than anything. <laughs> yeah, um, we somehow got away with that, but for most of that show, we couldn't hear each other. Yeah, there we. If you, if if people listening, but if you listened again or you haven't listened yet, you've listened to this before for some reason, then um, uh, yeah, you can you can tell that we're speaking at each other a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of those sort of like little verbal affirmations in there, but not much actual discussion toward the end. Which is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, fantastic, but that it worked and no one noticed, but it also... We, we, no, but we did let everyone know. We did <laughs> yeah, say, <laughs> we are true. having issues. <laughs> yeah, multiple issues. I just like the fact that our Discord chat has power through in there. Just, yeah. what, what do we do? Yeah. Power through. All right, okay. Yeah, d- yeah. P- Pete typed to me, what do we do? <laughs> I just typed power through. <laughs> yes, just keep going. And that's what we intend to do. Um, so right. hopefully we won't have that this week, but what we will have, as always is a bit of the news, the new releases, which is a little slim on the ground this week, I've got to say, but there's some it good is, stuff. Yeah. There's some good stuff. Um, We're saving it for Eddie next week. Of course, yeah. And I mean, we've got a busy October coming, so you're allowed a light first week. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, we'll take you through what we've been playing. And our feature this week is on the future of cloud gaming for obvious reasons that we'll touch upon shortly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, before that, let's um, touch mm. on the fact that uh, we'll be streaming on Thursday, as mm. always, on Twitch, 7pm. Uh, we finished Miles Morales last week, so I'll be talking about that in uh, what we've been playing. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to play this week, so if anyone's got any suggestions they want to tweet us on Wednesday, mm. uh, let us know, because I, I don't know. I don't know where we're going to be at. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I do like the royal we as well because it is going to be you again. So that's yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's me. I'm saying uh, a collective we. It's uh, you know, yeah. it's, that's drawing the audience in, Pete. That's true. And I will most likely be there, lurking in the chat, occasionally saying things. So you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a we. There it's you a go. We. It's a we. But anyway, we should kick on with the news, shouldn't we? Let's do the quick news, which actually, for the amount I've got written down here, isn't so quick. Not quick at all. Um, <laughs> right, the first one, uh, Tencent is aggressively seeking majority stakes in more gaming companies rather than its traditional minority stakes. And it says here, mainly in overseas gaming companies. I don't really know what overseas means. I mean, they're based in China. Yeah, I assume it just means not one's not based in China to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, their strategy has generally been to invest outside of China. So I don't know why that... Well, anyway, I, know, so I, re- I think I read that down. beforehand, they've had majority stakes in quite a few in China and only small minority holdings in Europe and the US, I think. Yeah, maybe that is true. Um, so they are known for um, their huge investment recently in Ubisoft or at least the parent company or owners of Ubisoft. Um Plus, it's got stakes in Epic Games, Activision, yes. and Blizzard. Yep. From Software, uh, I think they took like a 1% or something last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, PUBG's publisher, Crafton. It also owns 100% of Riot Games, Sumo yep. Digital, and Warframe's developer, Digital Extremes. And they are the biggest gaming company in the world based on revenue. Yes, they are absolutely massive. Um, Monsters. worth remembering this. Because, I mean... 
Yeah, I, I think that if you go around, you can find a list of everything they're involved in to some degree, and it is mad. I think Eddie mentioned that recently, didn't he? Yeah, I um, think we went through it. It's, I mean, yeah, we went through a few, a few of yeah. them. Yeah, but but anyway, aggressively mm. seeking majority yeah. stakes. Uh, yeah, so, and that's go. it. They earn some of paradox. That's what I always think of. Um, ah, yes, you mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah. just a paradox. little chunk of paradox. But they'll probably and you love more. paradox. I do. They make good games, man. They make insanely complicated but very good games. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are. They are too complicated for me, buddy. Um, right. Uh, next one the physical release of Bayonetta 1 on the Switch has been delayed in the UK for a couple of weeks so if you were looking to pick that one up it's been delayed till later in October Mm. Uh, Dead Space the remake which is coming out in January I think uh, will be one shot from beginning to end so if you don't die in the game it's a continual shot throughout the game just like God of War 2018 excellent that's really cool that That works for Dead Space especially it does. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, what is not so cool is that Skull and Bones has been delayed yet again, and this time to March 2023. Is anyone really looking forward to it at this point? It's so unfortunate, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest, like the amount of delays that this is having, this is this is building my hype. Okay, okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm expecting a massive fall even when it's released, but I, I, the. the I think it's wise, actually. Uh, they they quoted, I believe, uh, community feedback mm. and things like that. Um, but if you think about it, Sonic Frontiers looks bloody good. Yeah. Um, and God of War is obviously coming out. Mm. Skull of Bones is like right on it. Yeah. Uh, they they were, I mean, already Skull of Bones is up against it. Yes. And then if you go, okay, we're going to put Sonic and God of War at the same time. Yeah, you're not having a good time. And, and, and let's not forget, football manager. <laughs> I mean, we could have forgotten about that in this, but yeah, lest, sure. lest we forget, football manager <laughs> at the same time. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's been it's been delayed. So there we go. Um, next one. Uh, rumors are abound that Halo is changing its game engine from the spl- uh, from the Slip Space engine to Unreal Five. Um, this could be. In relation to the rumoured Battle Royale mode, which is supposed to be coming, um, the new maps that they're putting out, I think they're all being developed in Forge as opposed to through the standard like engine tools. So uh, I think that's an indication that they're having real problems with their proprietary engine. And if they're trying to recruit extra talent, which by the sounds of it, they need to because of people leaving and things like that, then... Moving to Unreal Engine 5 could work. Um, I I don't obviously don't know anything about game development to that to that extent, so I don't know how if that's even possible from an existing game to change, but at least for the Battle Royale, if that is true, then yeah, or additional Halo stuff, then maybe maybe the move is is the right thing. Yeah. Do you know what always concerns me? about things moving to Unreal Engine. Do you know who owns Unreal Engine? Uh, Epic. Yes. Also owned by Mm. Tencent, as we know, or partially owned by Tencent. But Epic could at some point pull a fastball in terms of getting things onto the Epic Games platform by using what you think. I really uh, don't like seeing everything go towards them for that reason. (laughs) Well, I I had this thing when, you know, it's like... um, 
it was Epic versus Apple, wasn't it? Yeah. In the big in the big court case. Um and and like, Apple were huge, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world, like absolutely monstrous. Yeah. And Epic are nowhere near as big. However, they do control the gaming landscape. Mm-hmm. Because Unreal Engine is pretty much the most popular yeah. thing out there, isn't it? And Unreal Engine 5 will be. And so they control the landscape. And, and you are right that, um, you know, they take a cut of everything. You know, Unreal mm. is so massive. It so, is. And we know Epic Games have tried a few little things like this before. Like, do you remember back in 2020, they did that forecast, uh, forecast? Fortnite version that had a discount if you avoided iOS and Android. Yeah, well, yeah, that's where this all stemmed from, yeah. isn't it? The court case exactly, uh, yeah. from... The, the Apple stuff. So yeah, that's that's very where they were just trying to get more money or they didn't they didn't like the fact that Apple took forty percent or something like that, wasn't yes, it? Yes, exactly um, that. So it's and that was the root cause of it was them trying to sneak around it by giving you a discount if you didn't use the iOS store page. So they right. are known for being crafty. They're yeah. Known. Yeah. Crafty. But yeah, that's uh that's a conspiracy theory that you've you've put in there. So but the main thing was that Halo world, might yes. be changing engine. And this <laughs> yeah. is a total rumour. Like the, yeah. uh, this is based on nothing but other than a, a couple of video game sites just putting not out some rumours. It's not even not quite news, stuff. yeah, exactly. But we've mentioned it, so if it happens we, we have documented early. evidence. Yeah. So there you go. Um also not quite news. Uh mm. Horizon Zero Dawn mm. from two thousand eighteen is supposedly getting a remaster. Yeah, I saw something about this as well. I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry. Angry? Who? Yes. <laughs> it's the same as the Last of Us. You don't need a remake, a remaster. You don't need any of it. It looks so, glorious. It already looked great. Yeah. This. this um. There's also a rumored multiplayer game to come mm. out with this or something. So I can understand the multiplayer thing. Uh, I. This is something where you could really. Um, go off on one on I don't need it blah 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 but I think I, I think there must be more to this there must be not enough information coming out it might be that the the game will be attached to the multiplayer yeah, and um, so they're remastering the game to look the same as that I yeah you and surely they can't remaster that can game understand it. in that case surely you can see it. but yeah surely there's something to this because they're not they're not surely not remastering the game. It already had a PS5 patch. Yeah, it did. And I mean, it may be that they've just seen The Last of Us and gone, oh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, yeah and it, it may not be anything really other than they're releasing a multiplayer game and they're attaching this to it and therefore getting their £70 price tag because you get this game, the multiplayer, yep. and this game looks better than the original. But I mean, honestly, the Forbidden West and Horizon Zero Dawn, I know, get shouted at, For- Forbidden West... Looks lovely. Mm. It does look really nice. It looks one of the one of the better games on the PlayStation Five. It absolutely does. But Horizon Zero Dawn looks really good, even in yeah. direct comparison. Yeah. Like I when when Forbidden West came out, I was playing that on my monitor. Went downstairs. My girlfriend was playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. Could have been the same game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I know it's not. Like it, it, there is a massive dip, but. It, it's a good-looking game, man. Yeah, it's a good-looking it. game. That's it. It was well ahead of the curve for 2018, and it still keeps up now. Oh, it really, really was. Um, and I can understand seeing the success of The Last of Us, and, well, it, was it a success? It probably just did what it was always <laughs> going to do. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Let's let's. There's not really much more to say about it. I'm sure there's going to be more about this multiplayer. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. But anyway, um, continuing with the not quite news, there's a 2D Mario game being rumored for next year. Now, as we know, there has been no 3D Mario game kind of announced. There's no follow up to Mario Odyssey, as as we know of, um, and that will probably be in line for the next Switch release, whenever there's a Switch revision or a Switch 2 or what have you. The Mario movie does come out next year. Can you imagine the Mario movie coming out and Nintendo not capitalising on that? Yeah, no, obviously they were going to. (laughs) So there is a rumoured 2D game, 2D Mario games, you know, Mario sells, but, you know, okay. (laughs) Yeah. More excited about the film, so... Fair enough, yeah. Um, And moving away from not-quite news, Mm. um, to actual news, uh, Jim Ryan flew to Brussels to meet EU regulators to voice his concern over the Activision deal in person. So he's continuing, but... That's his job, though. Again, yeah, it's his job. job. I don't know how his job just enters the news. We've we've already discussed it in the past, like... It's not, Everyone's up in arms that the man is just doing what he's paid to do. Exactly, yeah. If he didn't make his concerns as vocal as possible, he wouldn't be doing the right thing. So Yeah. 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 So, for, his, for his company, regardless of Okay, so yeah. man man does job, makes the news. Yes. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> That's the quick news. Man takes transatlantic flight. That's <laughs> yeah. This is the news this week. Excellent. Well, yeah, in terms of the real news. Um, we should obviously start out by mentioning, of course, that Google Stadia is shutting down. Um, mm. If you haven't seen this, crawl from under the rock you're living under. Um, I, I jest, of course. If you haven't seen this, you may just not have had a chance. But it is kind of the biggest news, and we will be going into it in a bit more detail in our feature. Mm, yeah, we will. The future of cloud gaming we're going to discuss. But yeah, exactly. Google, Google shutting down. Uh, Google Stadia, not Google. Um, <laughs> ooh, a big call. Um January, I think that's when everything kind of shuts yes. off. And until then, you they're giving refunds on the hardware refunds. and any software that you've mm. brought through Google. And obviously, um, you could say uh, this is oh, that's a that's a good thing that they're doing. All all they're doing, I imagine, is is chalking up that keeping the servers going would cost way more than yes. actually just giving people their money back. So, but there's hundreds of millions that have gone to waste on this where it could have been put to put to use even becoming a publisher and making mm-hmm. games or uh, you know <laughs> you know to publishing games and putting developers to task to make some good games or whatever. So, yeah. it's a shame, but we will be going into the future of cloud gaming. Yes. Yes, we will. Right. Uh what is the next one? Ah, you have a big thing. Uh, PlayStation stars top hold loyalty. On, hold on, hold on. I did notice that you definitely didn't scroll in time, did you? Because you had a moment. no. I didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I had no idea what was next. I knew that I was next because you were then. So I had to scroll up to see which of my stories was. I didn't even. I forgot about the story as well. So anyway, wow, the wow. story is. The story is PlayStation cool. stars top loyalty program perk is is to get priority. Get sorry everyone is to get priority customer service so yeah the top perk on the um on the loyalty program is to get priority customer service god that was a mouthful wasn't it? you made it you got there you got i made that i made that so hard for myself <laughs> right okay so playstation stars launched in japan already 
uh, and it launches later in October over here. Um, the program has a four-tier level system in which all players start at level one and can work their way up to level four by buying games and earning trophies. Level four is unlocked after buying four full-price games from the PlayStation Store and earning 128 rare trophies. Uh, this rewards players with improved customer service. Um Basically, you're given priority ordering in the chat or something like that. Mm. So anyway, but uh, yeah, so it was noticed in Japan and there was a little bit of um, displeasure kind of voiced around this saying you shouldn't have customers kind of ranked differently. Um, The thing the thing is, how often do you use customer service of any type, even video games or anything? Mm -hmm. Not often. Uh, not often. Um, I've used customer service with video games once, I think, and I mm. used it for my Xbox, and they responded pretty much instantly, and they did exactly what I asked for. It's very good experience. Yeah. Um, it's also pretty odd that if you are level four, you're a pretty hardcore gamer. I'd say you play quite a lot of games, mm. um, and you generally think those people will be less inclined to use the customer service because they kind of know how the PlayStation works. Yeah. Um, so. Not not so good. But regardless, I I don't think this is much of a perk. I think this was probably just a quick win that they added in to the tier system. They yeah. just went, ah, right, okay, well, let's, let's put that there because it doesn't actually make a material difference to the customer because customer service is usually quite easy to get through to. Yeah. That's That was my experience. I don't know. What, I don't know whether that's true in reality. It might be, might be different. But, um, like, so the, it was probably just a quick win. The real... The real issue is that Sony have this massive PR issue. Mm. Everything they do is being viewed as money grabbing or yes. it's that they're an evil company, they're 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 trying to rinse consumers, all this kind of stuff, and they need to fucking fix that. Like it's all going against them. Mm. Um you'll see these people on Twitter saying like uh Xbox is looking after customers they've got game pass that Sony are doing this they're money grabbing they're awful newsflash to everyone <laughs> companies are trust trying to maximize profit in a short term or long term depending on their strategy neither of these companies are your fucking friend nobody is nicer than the other one when it comes to customers just don't get that fucking twisted they want to make money the reason Microsoft do Game Pass is to make money long term. Mm. Same with Pro- uh, same with Sony. The reason they do their first person games that they spend loads of money on is to make money. The hope is that making money and long term profit is also the best thing for the customer. That's not always the case. But like, I, I, I hate this continual kind of personification of one company being good, one company being bad. They're just but, companies. Yeah, they're, they're all bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but the, on. The, they're all bastards. That's but the, the PR mm. at Sony is something that needs to be fucking addressed. Like they are not doing well. True. That's, <laughs> like, yeah. They are. They are not doing well. Like this on the face of it does not sound like a good thing. Like mm. to rank customers and stuff does not sound good. Mm. I'm sure in reality it doesn't make much of a difference to anything. But yeah, the this PR is, machine. Well, this is it. I think on the on sort of when you think about it to any degree you go this is such a minor thing it's just them wanting to add an extra bullet point on the perks absolutely that's really what it's there for and the fact is that likely is that list of people trying to get access is about 10 long at any point 
mm-hmm. there's probably five customer service reps waiting. So you're not going to be long even if one guy Q jumps you. But it does sound really bad when you think about it, especially with yeah. something so sort of such a pillar of it is customer service. You're only calling them when you actually need them, you would think. Yes, yes. So to then be told, ah, yeah, but we don't want to deal with you because we've got someone who plays more games. Like, yeah, that doesn't, the optics on it aren't great. No, the optics aren't great. And and the optics is what matters. Exactly, yeah. Because most people aren't going to use this. Yeah. So it's just absolutely perception of everything. You know, it's that's that's the thing. And, And there's one thing that, Microsoft are doing great, and the and Nintendo and all that kind of stuff. Like they just appear to be doing better Indeed. for consumers, and um, yeah. God so we are Microsoft. losing in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> God, God bless Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're all bastards. I should reiterate that every single one of them <laughs> bastards. Anyway, in news of other bastards, did you uh, did you see the phasmophobia news? I did. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Well, for for those who didn't, one of the devs. Uh, was accused of not acting soon enough against the Discord admin sharing people's nude pictures and making racist jokes. Hmm. Now, I find it hard not to chuckle because you hear the beginning of that and you think this will be minor and then you hear what it actually is and you're like, how did they not deal with that quicker? Like, how Hmm. was it made light of? And you'll see what I mean because this is Kinetic Games, the indie team behind the massive ghost hunting sim. Uh, and they've been accused of housing a sex pest. That's the actual quote. Housing a sex pest on its official Housing. Discord server. Uh, in a series of messages shared on Twitter, Dandy at two, uh, 6.2, great name, really easy to say, <laughs> who clarifies that they were not the victim, um, but did say they were speaking out for a friend, um, posted a number of incriminating messages that intimate that despite reporting him, the alleged sex pest known as Charcoal Salamander had yet to be stripped of his admin role on the server. Um, and this is there's quite an in-depth Twitter thread to this, by the way, and there are a lot of pictures. And it also involves the um, the developer, who is CJDXN4, who, I mean, he doesn't phrase things in the best possible way. I'm not going to lie in the messages between him and Dandy. Um, but all of it seems to be coming back to the show me something real. Mm-hmm. That's his continual claim is show me something real, basically. And then you see some of the actual messages, which includes include some very odd bits of aggression on sort of um, Asian people's eyes, these things. Right. And they're like, how did you not think that was real? How did you not think that was pretty obvious? Yeah. Um, and there's, there are quite a few of them, and it goes back and forth for quite a while. And this kicked off, by the way, on the 28th of September. So it's not brand new. This was going for a few days before any kind of resolution was found. Yeah. Um, And eventually, as this all went viral and pressure mounted, Charcoal Salamander was stripped and is now banned from the server. Uh, The thing is, why wouldn't you you just do that immediately? Yeah, I mean, surely you'd just put it on pause. until. Yeah, why wouldn't you just take it anyway? Because, like, this isn't... Like a paid role, I assume. This is just... A Discord admin. I would be very doubtful if it was. Yeah, so um, why don't you just take it away and just say, okay, allegations, we'll, yeah. we'll have a look. But just take it away because then that stops it. Mm-hmm. And then it seems very odd. Very odd. And we did get a statement um, from CJDXN saying, recently we received some news about one of our Discord admins regarding sharing sensitive imagery and racist comments. 
After assessing the evidence, we have removed that admin completely and he will not be rejoining. Um, he then sort of defended his own statements, saying that some of his words were chosen poorly and apologised, which is what you'd expect, I suppose, at this point. Um, and then went to clarify that my comment that it just looks like two friends in DMs was not regarding the sharing of images, but instead a response to the conversation. Mm. Which, again, I, I kind of, I'm not sure which side to take with the actual developer here, <clears> because, again, you should have just done something instantly, but it, to go viral over it when you weren't the, the sort of perpetrator is pretty, pretty heavy, you know? I yeah I also think like this is it's almost like hard to be news because it's I don't mean because of the the actual thing the thing isn't good um I just like this is almost a, a, a member of the development team or person who they've come to on this like they didn't act quickly enough and it's like ah oh, damn it I've made the wrong done the wrong thing I should have done that better and now it's like in the news that he didn't do that as well. Yeah, he knows that he didn't do that as uh, it's just it's just a bit of a shit situation. Yeah. Um and and also like by putting this in the news, I think it like almost like highlights like the sharing of nudes and stuff like that. Like if you're the victim of this, like I don't know if I want that in the news. Like just mm. I don't know, like I just don't know if you want this kind of kind yeah. of shared uh, i don't know like, well i mean clearly they did because uh, dandy apparently spoke up because they felt like oh they that is have a voice oh that is true okay yeah, so, yeah but they spoke up but not 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 to the they spoke up to the dev or whatever like spoke yeah. or did or is this putting out publicly uh, um, well, it's, publicly it's on twitter wasn't it that was oh, right, yeah of course out. of course yeah yeah mm. well i mean it's all fair enough that that's come out um, yeah but yeah. it's um yeah, I mean, not the best bit of press for Phasmophobia either. It's really not for such mm. for such a like an indie game which kind of came out of nowhere and almost mm. took the world by storm, and and people were saying now to boycott it and stuff like that. And I don't, yeah, it's a tough one. Like obviously, awful little situation there. Like that's just yes. not yeah, terrible, but. Hmm. Yeah, and I think I think I sh we should clarify as well. The sharing of nudes thing was the fact that someone sent him a nude. He sent it on to other people. It's not just that he was asking for them or anything like that. He sent them on without asking the person who sent them to him. The, yeah, the it's just like all all of that stuff is like you shouldn't. Yeah, it's all yeah. there's all legal ramifications. All of that stuff, isn't there? It's just yeah, and that's also just can't a do that thing, isn't it? Um, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You just can't and shouldn't. It's just yeah. Yeah, I don't, not good. Well, it's it's in the public domain now in terms of um, the what's what's happened and everything. So it's up to people to make the decision whether they want to not back phasmophobia. Yeah. yeah, phasmophobia. Yeah, so that's that. Indeed. Okay. Well, on to something slightly lighter. Mm, um, needed. The first the first seventy dollar game has found its way onto Switch. Oh my god. Yes, yeah, seventy dollars. Your kit, right? Yeah. Well, I know for a fact that you don't know what this game is, so we're going to play a a game. I mean, right. it's not it's not a great game. It's just guess the game. <laughs> right. um, but I'm going to give you some clues, right? Yeah. So it's an older game. Yeah. It has been released many, many, many times. Right. It's a bit of a timeless classic. Okay. We, we've we've. 
both played it. You've played quite a bit of it. I remember you playing it back in the day. <laughs> yeah, okay. I Can think, you uh, have a I guess? I think I know what this is then. Can you have a guess what that game is? Yeah. I mean, uh, there's only two options, really, mm-hmm. when you say that. I, it's either Skyrim or The Witcher. It's Skyrim. Yeah. And that's $70. <laughs> oh, my God. What? So the, um, the like anniversary edition yeah. or the one that's just come out oh, is um, kidding me. <laughs> is seventy dollars on the Switch. Pr- primarily, this is because it's an in- a Nintendo physically published game, right. so the costs are higher, and that is transferred into the price. Now, Nintendo have published uh, games like Wolfenstein. They uh, Wolfenstein Two, I think it was, and like GTA was published by. Nintendo, yeah. Um, the physical version this is, and uh, yeah, I think that does just drive up the drive up the cost. Um, now, I yeah, I I'm gonna kind of brush over the fact that this is seventy dollars to an extent because the real question that I wanted to move to, and I heard this on another podcast, so this is not my original thought. Derivative thought, okay. Very derivative. (laughs) Who who would have thought? Um, Now, if if a Nintendo Switch cartridge was actually sixty four gig. And so it costs more because those cartridges cost a fucking bomb. Yeah. Um, but it had the whole definitive version of the game and there was no downloads and there was no patches. Would you be more inclined to pay for like $70, £70 for a game? Mm. Now, my answer to that, being a person who collects some physical games, is probably yes. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think this is, it's almost like, genuinely a market that could be hit like when you have a game which is definitive and it's been patched up to shit and they know it all then release it on a cartridge or something for 70 dollars and and have it all there with no downloads no anything so that is pure game preservation because what we have now with physical games i mean there is no game preservation yeah people talk about digital games and game preservation all that kind of stuff these discs that we buy now that, I mean, then they require too much of a patch and everything to get working. Yeah, yeah. You know, they and, just won't work. And you make a you make a good point because actually, I'll I'll bring this back to Elden Ring. Weirdly, I would pay more, not necessarily seventy but dollars, but I would pay more to avoid balance patches in a single player game. I would happily yeah. pay a little bit more, not to get rid of like bug patching, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, perfect. Balance patches in a single player game. Fuck off. I know that was weird in Elden Ring where they got rid of the so what was it called the the stomp the Horfrost Horfrost stomp getting nerfed Sword of Night and Flame got nerfed down yeah I know um, yeah and they continually bulked up the really ugly two hand weapons that some people really like um, and so it's almost like I, I wish with Elden Ring and these games that you could choose the version I know you on PC obviously you can choose which it's patch hassle, you're playing under but but, yes. but on console I wish you could just choose the update patch like. Mm. It's just, yeah, it's it's a little bit annoying. Yeah, I mean, I I like finding exploit, exploits. I'm a min-maxer. I like doing things in Cyberpunk, like making myself immortal, essentially. Um, mm. I loved in Morrowind making a character who could fly forever and shoot fireballs that blew up towns. That was great. Yeah, you definitely weren't supposed to do that, but my God, it was fun. Um, yeah. So I like those options, and I don't like games being continually balance-patched just for a small but loud multiplayer community. Oh, I don't like the fact that I was playing Elden Ring mm. and then the weapon I was using got nerfed. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. 
yeah. <laughs> like you've bu- built a whole build on it now I, I think i'd actually completed the game at the time i think it was probably on my second play for or something so it didn't matter as much but like yeah i, I think that's what happened wasn't it yeah like it when especially in a game like elden ring where you create a character and you've got that weapon that you've determined to be yours that you're mm. using all that special and stuff like that and then they nerf it like what the fuck yeah and through the it's floor. a single player game man yeah i mean this is the thing as well if it's like that game is as difficult as you make it as well so yeah the people who are going to complain about it being overpowered they don't have to use it like, and you could you could just say you can't go online with it like it won't allow you to connect online if you're using the older patch exactly yeah that like, would be a much easier solution now, I, I get how they have to balance it for mm. PvP, but... Yeah, and I, I do get with Horfrost Stump that it was partially because it was making it too easy for speedruns. Um, mm. I do see that. But at the end of the day, that's a very small niche to be dealing with. Like... Yeah, I can only imagine the PvP was the main thing driving yes, it. Yes, yes. I think everything in that was driven by PvP. So, yeah, I PvP, would pay a little like, bit extra to avoid balance patching. <laughs> I know people love PvP in those games, but I've never been into it, and it holds no little to no appeal to I, me. I enjoyed the few little dives into it I had, um, but it doesn't. It's not the reason I'm going to get the game. Only because like one quest, don't you have to do like three? You <laughs> three do, attempts. yeah. And I then did a couple more afterwards just to see what it was about. Um, yeah. Because there was that. There's the little square, although it's circular, outside Rayo Lucario, which was quite fun. Um, so, so six six matches, zero wins. Hey, I got one win. I got one win. I also got one where I just jumped off a cliff for the quest because I couldn't be bothered. So I literally yeah. just went into the world and held myself off. <laughs> but yes, Good. about seven matches, one win. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway, Sky- yes. Skyrim is $70 on the Switch. My God. Skyrim, how Imagine much money can that. one game farm? Like... Imagine that, but they didn't even advertise it. I don't really think. Like they just went, "Oh, it's on there." It's it's Skyrim. They don't need to advertise anymore. If but someone wants it, they'll pay it for it's it. not really a true seventy dollars because you get it's like the original Skyrim. I think is still, I think it's still fifty pounds on the Switch. Yeah, and I think this uh, the update to the anniversary edition is like twenty pounds. So. That's how you get. So the combined is the seventy pound, and so it, it kind of makes sense now. Are you going to view that as a new game? I am for the purpose of this news. <laughs> yeah, fair. So there fair. you go. <laughs> right. And thus concludes the news. Yes, indeed, and brings us to the new releases, which will start with Deathverse: Let It Die, which is coming Did- to PC on October the fifth. Pretty, pretty sure. What, what happened there? I thought we talked about this last week. Yeah, we did. It came out on consoles last week. It's now out on PC. <laughs> ah, so you had all those people going, ah, oh, fuck, it was out. <laughs> When's it going to PC? I know. I know. This, of course, Who... being the silly little battle royale, as Eddie would say. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Literally I... came out last week and now comes to PC. I cannot wait to see what the player count and this is on Steam. It's going to knock Cyberpunk off. It's it. Definitely. I mean, my God. <laughs> Fuck I, yeah. Yeah. I, it's going to be the news next week. Yeah, let's, I mean, let's hope so. First game ever with zero sales? No, let's not be mean. Um, let's see how it goes. Is yeah. it free to play? We never found that out, did we? We didn't. I don't think it is, though, you know. It has to be fucking free to play. I don't think it is. 
but it's the no. price is not on Steam, so I can't tell you for sure. Brilliant. I apologise. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't believe it's it. Not, it's not the fifth yet, is it? So it's yeah, not, there no. we go. We can tell you. Oh, and on the day it's released, on the day this podcast is released, it will be the fifth. So yes, by yes. Then, so you can you'll be able to check if you're interested. So what Pete's saying is, go the fuck and find out yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do what I do. Look on Steam. Um, <laughs> right. Yes. Good. So next out we have Near Automata: The End of the Your Heart Era Edition, uh, which is Switch on October sixth. And yeah, yeah, this is the Switch yeah. edition. Yeah, I mean, it's been getting great reviews uh, yes. for a for a really good port of the game. Some people are yes. calling yes. it another, like uh, another port Marvel in the um, in the same vein as The Witcher Three. Yep. Yep. So uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I have played near years ago. Mm. Uh, a good game. Uh, yeah, I, you have to. You can play it multiple times through. I think each playthrough, first playthrough, is about fifteen hours. You play it multiple times, like many, many times, to get all the different story and ending, and the world changes each time and that kind of stuff. Yep. You know, uh, widely regarded as an excellent game, and this is like the the full edition. So good that it's on Switch and running natively. That's pretty cool. Yes, indeed, and yeah, again, it does seem to be an absolutely phenomenal port. Um, that's what we're hearing. So, yeah, that's what we're hearing. Yeah, yeah. and it's. And it's forty, forty pounds, I think, which okay. is actually a decent price for a ported Switch. Switch game. Yeah, very much yeah. so. Yeah, excellent. Well, in terms of actual new releases that we haven't heard about before, we have Triple Take, which is a PC game coming out on October the sixth. Triple Take is a fast two D precision platformer where the stage evolves as you complete it. Run, wall jump, climb, and swim through increasingly difficult levels in vibrant coloured worlds. I know you're reading that well and eloquently mm. and stuff, but you need to... Um, there aren't many new releases this time. We need to pizzazz this up a bit. It's it's difficult, actually, with this one, Ben, because it is an ugly, ugly little game. But... It is ugly. It is ugly. And when they say vibrant and colourful, they are... Lying. Uh, taxing those words to the they're, highest degree you could. They're lying. They're, they're, they're hardcore lying. Come on. I mean, the blood red around it's the black. Lie. It's very vibrant in a sense. It's just, it's one way of looking at it. Um, it, but says, it says a coloured world. It's black. There are, I mean, there are colours. Black is the absence of colour. Yes, but there are colours on top of that. <laughs> and some of the levels are more blue. So, oh, you know, oh. yeah. Yeah, Hello. this is this is that type of two D game that you already know how it looks before I start, but it does have a cool gimmick. Uh, that being that every single one of the levels has essentially three versions, with more difficult ones accessed as you complete them. And there's over fifty total levels, so you've actually got a pretty good and <clears throat> significant amount of replayability in this. Well, I um when I looked at this, I I want to describe the art style, but I don't know the words to say it. Um. It is kind of old school in its minimalist two D <laughs> platform presentation, but I do actually think it looks quite good. Okay, I, I, I genuinely do actually think like it plays well, um, like fast moving. Look, I think I think it looks quite good. Um, yes, I mean I can see what you mean. I I do think it's ugly, but it's clean. It's like a, so it's like an old school Commodore sixty four type two yes. D platformer, yes. but very clean. Looks like it's got a nice pace to it. Yep. If that's your thing, get yeah, triple take. I know we took the piss out of it, but 
it could yeah, it could be all right. I actually think this will be a quite a decent game, and if it comes to something like Game Pass one day, I will probably play it. God, we both flip flop the fuck on that one, didn't we? I, again, I'm not, well, not really. It's an ugly, ugly little game, but I do like the gimmick, <laughs> um, and I like that up front. So, <laughs> ugly, if I don't have to pay good game. money for it. <laughs> I would happily oh, play. They should put that on the on the game case, shouldn't they? <laughs> ugly, ugly, ugly game. little game with a cool gimmick. <laughs> right. Damn you call it, it a gimmick as well. You call it a gimmick. <laughs> yeah. It's like mechanic, so, but it's a gimmick. Should I call right? it a USP? Like, yeah, you got to call it something. Like, right. Gimmick. In my quarterly report, I'll call it a USP for you, Ben. Is that all right? Jesus. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a gimmick. They've all got a gimmick. Um, okay <laughs> speaking of games with very famous gimmicks no man's sky comes to the switch on october the 7th yeah it's not the full version that you'll get on uh the playstation or the xbox but it is it has got a lot of the patches just not the last couple i think the updates rather um but it's got uh but but it has got most of them i think um I'm interested to see how this runs on the switch and i'm really interested to see what reviews say maybe this will be the port that everyone's talking about maybe next um yeah no man's sky natively on the switch are you tempted are you tempted um i would be if it weren't for the price tag ah yes, yes and fair. the fact that it's on game pass and if i wanted to play it handheld i'd play it on the steam deck so yeah yeah that's a very good point. there's many other plays uh, many other ways to play that game in a yes. in a more full format <laughs> yes uh but it is it is nice the idea of having it on the switch is very nice <laughs> yeah. yeah um well next up we have superpower 3 which comes to pc on october the go 7th. on give give this one a little bit of something. Uh, do you want to have a go ben do you want to read N- no 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 i can't read <laughs> you're the reader that. yeah we know that. we I, I proved that earlier when i stumbled True. over that on a headline as well like, could, it wasn't even in the yeah, body but, it was the headline but i don't think i don't think i'd ever i i was <laughs> I was condemning myself, like, why did I write that? Like, why? Yeah. How? Why have I written this so badly? <laughs> it was it was impressive, and you murdered it twice. That was the best bit. And then tried I apologise on the, the second, second time as yeah. well. <laughs> no. Anyway, Superpower Three is a modern geopolitical sim in a planet Earth setup. Rule the world or challenge your knowledge about demography, economics, military strategy, as well as play. Uh, sorry, as well as political issues across the globe. Compete with or against other players or just try to do better than the real-life politicians, which would not be that difficult, really. But... That's very true. true. Yeah, Superpower 3. So this is obviously a large strategy game. It has an excellent-looking UI, I'm not going to lie. and It really does. Yeah, seemingly really, really good depth of gameplay. There's a lot of options, a lot of customization, and... I would think a lot of replayability, and it looks like the sort of game that would be perfect for me if it wasn't it does. such a boring setting. What just Earth? Yeah, yeah. I I can see what you mean with this, um, but Pete, you know what I'm going to say? Um, this is the third game in the series. It, yes, yeah, that does suggest so, it's good. It yeah, does. <laughs> it does suggest there's been a few other good <laughs> yeah. games. Um, I mean, I I'd never heard of it. I'd never heard of this series. Um, honestly, looking at the videos of it, I was like, this looks bloody good. Yeah, well, I mean, Superpower Two. So these are THQ Nordic, by the way. 
Um, yes, yeah, I saw that. Saw yeah. that. Yeah, just to go with other massive umbrella corporations that spread across everything. That um, gave me more. Co- they're, they're part of Embracer, aren't they? They are. Yes, yes, they are part of Embracer. Um, Superpower Two is really well reviewed on Steam. It's got its own Steam edition. I don't know what it was on beforehand, um, okay. but I do know it's very well thought of, and I have seen it at some really good prices, and still not bought into it because it's set on Earth. Um, oh, looks looks good though. It looks does. really really good. It does. I mean, again, the UI on this one is gorgeous, um, and I do think this would be perfect for someone like Eddie because it's oh, basically yeah. a management I, sim on a global scale. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think I think Eddie would be all over this. Yeah, yeah, and certain other people, friend of the show, Jack, would probably get a lot out of this. Um, Very I true. Think, if he had the time to play it, but it's. It, it is just, if it was set anywhere else, I'd be well into it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah. I, did, sadly, I did. Yeah. Sadly, I did think that. Boring, they, boring earth. They seem to have made it as interesting as they can. But anyway. Yes. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have No More Heroes 3. Another one with previous Ben. Uh, which mm-hmm. comes to PC, Xboxes and Playstations on October the 11th. Travis Touchdown is back, baby. The otaku assassin takes up his trusty beam katana once more to slash his way to the top of the galactic superhero rankings and save the world in the latest entry in the No More Heroes series. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Um, So, yeah, everything about this looks terrible. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. (laughs) So strong. (laughs) To me, anyway. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Everything about this looks terrible. I can see clearly that it's had two previous games, so it, it has. It has. People uh, have got to be keen. Yeah, it's well, it's it's a known franchise. It's mm-hmm. very, um, it's a cult franchise. Yeah. When No More Heroes Three was announced for Switch many, many, many moons ago, uh, there was, you know, people fucking were all over it. Like they, yeah. they love this. Uh, the Switch release, I think, had. A lot of technical issues with it. I think it's a half decent game from what I've heard. Uh, it's a seventy-five on Metacritic. Yeah. Um, the yeah, I I've never been into the No More Heroes games, but yeah, so this is. I mean, this is the massive cult following. I should explain it a bit more as well. I'm not a big fan of like the oversaturated color scheme type stuff, um, especially when it comes to like combat games. I don't like it when it's mad colors everywhere. You know, and this mm-hmm. game is very much going with that art style, which some people absolutely love. So if you do, I think it's a game to check out. But to me, it's gaudy. Shall we? Say? Yeah, I don't. I don't think the game looks great. But I am. Uh, yeah, and I think, and it had technical issues on the Switch. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm not even sure for No More Heroes fans. I think it was a little bit hit and miss. So oh, okay. don't know. Like, okay. uh, if you if you're really into No More Heroes, you can also get No More Heroes one and two on the Switch. So you can check out those first if you wanted to know if you like it before going into three. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And and also, you said October the eleventh. I'm not sure. It's somewhere along the start of October. Okay, it's October eleventh it, on PC at the very least. Yeah, it, I've I'm hearing I looked it up and I was like October 14th because when I saw you write that in the doc I was like mm, not yeah. so sure about this because you originally just had PC yeah. I was like I'm sure it comes out on Xbox and Playstation as well I heard saw conflicting dates mm, it comes out in October all I, can, all I can say is the PC version at least on Steam is October 11th Lovely. that is 
That is for certain. Lovely um, job. Yes, indeed. And the final game releasing this week is PGA Tour 2K23 Deluxe Edition. <sighs> Wish Eddie was here. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, this is a good one for all of us, really, when we think Yeah, about actually, we've all played it, right? We've all yes. played the last one. Yes, indeed. And this is, yeah, October 11th. Uh, PCs, PlayStations, Xboxes, everything except Switch, basically. Um, and, yeah, I will... Is, do, it not, I will, is it not coming to Switch? I mean, not in this release, at the very least. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> is that what you choose to buy it? I had the last one on Switch. I bought it on Switch. Okay, but would that be your first port of call for it? Well, it was. I bought it on Switch. Fair enough. I mean, and the only difference was that it had no crowd. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, nah, can't do crowd. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, of course, this is. I'm not going to do the blurb for this one. I'm sorry, Ben. I know we don't have. A oh no, but it's important actually. Uh, so yeah, okay, we don't have to do the blurb, but. It's now featuring male and female pros who are playable. Yes. Now, yes. on the previous game, you couldn't play as a pro. Yeah. You had to play as your own character. So that is quite good, it's isn't it? It's a big change, yeah. And you may, I mean, they even mentioned you can play as Tiger Woods. That's cool. That's cool. cool. And and it's got some um, new, they call it My Player Skills, which yeah. I assume is attached to the career. Yep. Um, and in the last game, as far as I'm aware, your character didn't get better you it just got really, better yeah. at the game yeah I, I think that's how it happened if if memory serves and so the commit career mode was good and limited in the same regard yes. um so yeah i don't i'd be interested to see how this career is progressing because i do like a good golf game so yeah we all do and i mean i do like there's more and new licensed courses and there's a lot more licensed gear it seems in this one so mm. that Strikes me at least as a good change. You yeah, can be dead I bet Callaway Ben. Full yes, Callaway. yeah, I am a Callaway man. But yeah. um, the the issue I had with the last game was with the golf clubs. You can change your bag and buy different clubs and stuff like that. But mm. it didn't seem to be Impact. that obvious in terms of what you were, what each club was providing you in stack. Because it's like you couldn't upgrade your character as far as I was aware. So you basically could only play around with your golf bag, and the golf bag. The different the variation in clubs didn't really say anything much on the stats and stuff and yeah. I don't know like it was all a bit limited even though they had all the they had all the the parts there they just mm. didn't put them together to make a very cohesive career yeah, well, mode it, it might seemed be. to be that the theory was get good as opposed to it was yeah um, it which was but I'm okay I, with, I wish I could just you want some my golf form bag of progression though, which, don't you. Yeah, that well, I thought that was the thing. Like, if you earn money, you can afford better golf clubs, and you can change out your bags. I thought that would be a really cool way of doing it, but it just didn't seem to want you to do that so much. Yes. Now, the one thing I will mention as well with this one is pre-ordering it gets you a Michael Jordan version. Oh, let's all rush out and do that. Well, hey, you get to play as Michael Jordan, which, if it's anything like his baseball career, would be hilarious. Uh, if it's like yeah, his basketball I, career, it'd be awesome. But I can't imagine yeah. him being your main. Yeah, yeah. Um. It's, I mean, it's just a weird but cool addition, uh, at least in my eyes. So if you're like guaranteed to get it, you may as well. Is it? I, so know, I quite bought, like it. I quite like it. So if you bought a rugby game and then it just said, oh, if you pre-order, you could be David Beckham? Ben, I mean, you, that's a poor you, example because yeah. if it was David Beckham, I'd buy it. But Yeah, of course it would. But Ben, are you ruining my opportunity to play PGA Tour 2K23 while watching The Last Dance on Netflix? And being oh. like, I am in Chicago Bulls Central right now. Come on now. Yeah, but it doesn't work, though. Come on now. (laughs) 
Either way, it's an interesting it. gimmick to finish off with. And is it an interesting gimmick? Is it as interesting <laughs> as the other mechanic that you no, call a gimmick? No, not at all, but it's an interesting gimmick. No, this clearly gimmick. is a gimmick. This is clearly a gimmick. The other one was actually just a game mechanic. For someone who can't read, you're very harsh on the word gimmick, then. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there yeah. we go. But that is all of it for the week, and to be honest, I'm going to have to say, I think PGA Tour is my game of the week. I think. Okay. I think Eddie would have gone for Super Power 3. So do I. And I really hope he plays it because I think he'll love it. So yeah. Like I, I actually... Up and listens to this. <laughs> I really want us to play that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what the price will be because, yeah, that could be one to suggest to him anyway. It could. It could. But obviously if it's anything over £5. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, it could, he might stretch to 15 but maybe not for that. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Well, but with that, we'll see we're on to what we've been playing. Yes. Um, firstly, I'd like to revisit Monkey Island. Mm. I want to return to Monkey Island that's, that's what from, from, last, nice. yes, from, yes. from last week. Um, yeah. So, uh, there's nothing bad about this game. That's a strong uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's just... I don't think it's for me. I don't think it's for me. Um what I said last week uh, still remains. I do love the art style. I like the humour. I like the writing. I, I just like how the game carries itself. I do. Yeah. I think it's uh, it, it's cool. Um, it's just these types of puzzle games, and it is the point-and-click thing, Is it started to grate on me, and yeah, I, I actually don't think it's for me. I actually think maybe you're the only person on this pod that it might appeal to. Yes. Um... I I can't shake the fact that in order to solve puzzles, you basically have to go everywhere and just click on everything until you see the one thing that hits. And I know it is kind of directed and there are prompts and all this kind of stuff, but it does seem a little bit haphazard at times. Um, and it's the type of thing that if you happen upon something the first time through and like you pick up this thing, then it's just like, oh, that's fine. But if you didn't and you have to kind of backtrack, you're like, oh, but I don't get it. Like, where do I? I've been there. And do you know what I mean? Like, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. I I found that a little bit uh, annoying. And then even when I figured something out, I then would go, right, good. I'll go back to that place. And you go back to the place and they go, oh, no, that's not enough. You need to do something else. You're like, fucking hell. (laughs) Just just let me finish this little quest. can't be be asked it just made me it just it just had that feeling of like these things never ending Mm. um so it it kind of gave me a feeling that like these games and i'm being very flippant when i say this are actually quite easy to design um not to make obviously but to design like you basically know the end result i want this thing he has to pick up this thing Right, and you work backwards with some obscure path of how that thing comes about when you have to do the get this. Like, I could do that. Like, that doesn't actually seem that hard. You know the end result, just work backwards. Um, They do have this really good hint book, uh, which basically you you say, it's got all your kind of tasks that that are currently active and you click on it and it'll say, oh, have you gone here? Have you gone here? Have you done this? And then it'll just say, just do this. <laughs> like if you just click through it enough, it just says like, just just go there and pick that up. Yeah. Like so, it does tell you what to do. But that to me made made it like almost worse 
Yeah. When I was like, ah, oh, it can, which is great for accessibility. It really, really is. Like, uh, and these aren't particularly hard puzzles. Mm. It's just, I'm quite impatient, or at least this week I felt very impatient. I've, no, no, I've been in kind of a very impatient generally, but yeah, carry yeah, on, carry on. there we go, there we go, yeah. <laughs> and but I've been kind of in gaming limbo this week a little bit, and mm. and I have been. Like when games haven't taken, I haven't taken to a game straight away, or it's been a couple of hours. I just kind of like turn it off, even though I know it's a good game. Like I think this is a good game, and this would be great for some people. Yeah. Um, I played Hard Space Shipbreaker. That's its name, right? Yes, that's the one. And I and I recognised that is a great game. So, but it didn't take me immediately. I'm like, I can't do this right now. So I'm like quite impatient with these kind of games, which I have to almost think about or have to be patient with and so for for that reason at the moment i uh i will not be returning to monkey island well uh, i mean yeah. you've really played that tale multiple times there ben i know i, like I know it. i like it That's yeah. It. <laughs> okay yeah and to be honest i'm not too surprised because i i want to play return to monkey island and at some mm. point i will um but i was interested to see how you'd take to it now I wonder. I thought I'd take better to it. it until the end, or whether you'd fall apart fifty percent. I thought. So. Yeah, I thought. I thought I'd take better to it. I love. I do like the art style. I really like what they're doing there. I. I actually love the feel of the game. I think it. I think yeah. it feels good. But I can't be asked to do it. Yeah, and I think there's also there's a nostalgia draw to games like this for people who played the first one, for people who played things like Grim Fandango and mist and those type of games back in the day yeah Um, yeah and i think if you don't have that nostalgia value pulling you into it as well it's going to be a harder sell yeah Um, absolutely so i'm not too surprised but i'm glad you gave it a go Mm. okay there we go yes indeed well (laughs) i didn't i did do that (laughs) you did you did and you made out as if you'd finished it and failed but you know (laughs) i know i thought i would and then i yeah that's my bad my bad there we are um, well, in unsurprising news, I'm still playing Wrath of the Lich King. Um, mm. I have at least hit max level, which oh god, it's been a slog. But so, god. what does this mean? What does it, what does it, what does that mean? You've hit max level, and for what purpose? Yeah, so I mean, basically, there are two ways of looking at the game, and the first one is obviously the leveling process is the game, but the second one is that the Max level gameplay is what you're there for. That's things like raiding. That's the big PvE encounters that you go into it for. So you That's can't the... do a raid unless you're max level? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, you'd never get a group. The raids are the 10 and 25 man uh, experience. And no one would accept to... you into a group, you mean? Yeah. I mean, for one thing, I'm not even sure you'd be able to. Um, and you'd just die horrifically easily. Like, right. I won't, like, no one who's just hit 80 will be able to go in there and do well either. You have to gear up, you have to get ready. Right, so okay. that is the stage I'm at now. But fortunately, that also means it's going to take less time, which is good. Because I have a to-be-played pile that is rapidly growing, and I've been ignoring it for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I will say, I am still having phenomenal fun with Wrath. I think it's absolutely brilliant. It's doing exactly what I wanted it to do. And the community is still incredibly strong three weeks after it came forward and a week after full release, which is good. I mean, my guild regularly has two to three hundred people on in an evening, and that's just one guild. That's impressive. On one server. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, so that means you so yeah any any thought of not being able to do a raid or something i mean there's loads of people online you're always going to find a group is that right yeah so the the first one nax uh Naxomass hasn't dropped yet it comes this weekend um i think right. it's october 6th that will come out which and i won't be in the first raids because i'm too, i'm away um but there are we've already got a 25 man raid party set up there's going to be another one which is i'm more likely to join because that's in a few weeks um, and there will be a bit of trial and error with building the right teams because so, raids are hard. So these raids, do they yeah. only appear for a certain amount of time, or are they just? So is this it just, is kind it's... of the progression of the expansion. So Naxxamas will come out two weeks after launch. Um, yeah. That will then be the main raid for up to three months. And you could do that every night if you wanted to. Uh, no, you're you're locked into it a couple of times a week. But yeah, it's. You can do it quite often. And there's 10 and 25 man versions. So you can do the other if you've done one. And then okay. there's plenty of other stuff to keep you occupied outside it, including heroic dungeons, which are the harder level of the five man um, experience, which get you gear good enough to raid. And you, and you could just repeatedly do those? You can do each of the 12 dungeons once a day. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, there's enough to do. Yeah, there's enough. And, to and, do. How, and how long does a raid take? Uh, <laughs> raids are long normally you'll have a three hour window that you'll put in um, it won't take you that long if you get through it in one go so it you won't. put a three hour what do you mean you sign up with the other yeah, people so normally, and say so I'm for instance my guild raids on Sundays and Wednesdays they're pretty typical and it'll be 7pm till 10pm you expect it to be there oh wow okay. yeah yeah Oh, that's a full-on operation, isn't it? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why the that's why they're so good is because it takes a lot of organisation, a lot of prep work, and you still die a lot. Are you on uh, mic? Are you? Yeah, it'll be on Discord most likely. It'll be fully mic'd up, fully ready to go. Um, oh, that's what most wow. of the good ones do because you just don't have time to communicate by typing in a raid. If you've got time to do that, you're dead. So, guys, you got to go full Cartman. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. The oh. entire time you're in it, it's. It, like it's very similar to doing things like Halo multiplayer, where you would not have time to type a message message in chat before someone shot you in the head. You know, right? Wow, um, that just wouldn't work. So, yeah, so these people that you're playing with, do you know them, or have you spoken to them before, or is it just you? No, not as yet. You just um, go in. You just go in. There's a few I have in the last week because I've been running dungeons with a few, and they've got a casual voice chat, which I've joined a couple times, um, oh, which right, is good nice. fun. Um, quite a large northern irish contingent in my guild which was a surprise but quite a welcome one um and but yes i suppose the key thing for me now is because i've got there i can relax a bit especially because i'm not planning to raid for two or three weeks ah yeah so you'll naturally get to the the strength that you need to be exactly i will basically you get this current season the game you earn by doing a daily repeated quest to do one dungeon yeah. Um, and I will just do that one pretty much every day I can. Take me about 20 minutes, half an hour, and that will probably be most of my play um, Ooh, right. each time. Which means, finally, I can start looking at games like Chorus and Neon Abyss, which have been sitting on my Xbox for weeks waiting for me. Um, and also means I might just about be ready for Plague Tale when it comes out in a couple of weeks. Oh, time. yes. Yes, yeah. Plague yeah. Tale and Scorn is coming out. I know it doesn't Scorn interest well. you, but, yeah, I'm gonna give but it we're a go all going to be playing to, it, I imagine. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to give it a go just to see what it's like. And this is before we even get on to Stellaris, RimWorld and Warhammer Total War 3, which are probably yeah. putting up missing person signs for me at this stage. I mean, <laughs> it's been a couple yeah, of weeks. But, They're worried. But I mean, this, <laughs> this uh, October is a really good month for... Yes. 
for games, especially games that come into Game Pass. Like yes, massively so. quality, quality. So um, yeah, I think we're all going to going to enjoy those. Uh, nice looking out for the consumer again. <laughs> they are looking out for the consumer, and it's um it's going to be nice to play some single player games um yes. on there. Uh, yeah, I I'm. I'm not so looking forward to Scorn like you. I'm not so into the whole thing of it, but I've heard it's about an eight-hour game, so that's that that feels nice. It does, it does. And I can see why people are really looking forward to Scorn. And I'm, I mean, it does look gorgeous for what it is as well. It's just yeah. that what it is is quite horrible, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I have, um, <laughs> I watched a video of somebody who had played the first hour and a half of it or something. Mm. Um atmospheric but they said not a lot going on so okay. i'm intrigued to see what the actual game is like um uh a play tale though Whew, mm. that is also looking really good so that is let's uh yeah let's let's see how those pan out in the next couple of weeks but we will be having some good games to talk about um i finished miles morales didn't i this week you so did on stream on stream yes mm. uh it took eight hours yes so pretty much every stream that we do is about two hours long. It took four streams. So I I originally got this game back day one on PS5. And I'm, I've talked about it on this podcast. I've talked about it at the time when I got my PS5. Um, and it kept crashing, making these extraordinary noises. And it, it sounded like it was going to brick my <laughs> PS5 or blow it up or something. So I vowed never I to play it again. This. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... I was so furious at the time. Like, how can you release a game which sounds like it's destroying this yeah. thing that I've just spent 500 odd quid on? Like, <laughs> I I couldn't believe it. Um, but I've gone back because obviously it now works very well. Um, and uh, the first couple of hours, so the first stream, I, I thought it really scratched that Spider-Man itch. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, it, it really reminded me of the first game. Uh, it's got some great kind of cutscenes. The the combat is as good as ever. Um, the graphically wonderful, graphically wonderful. Um, just it just feels good. Right back in that Spider Man world, and I was like, yeah, okay, this is a really good stream game actually because I know it's quite short. This is this is this is good. Um, but it seems to be a bit different from the first game. Uh, on stream, I didn't do many of the side missions. Um, yeah. I was having this discussion with John, who's watching, mm. um, and he he pointed out, like, well, maybe if you did more of the side missions, it may not have been like this. And yeah, kind of kind of agree. But the side missions also seem to be very similar to the main game, which is like <laughs> a condensed Spider-Man, where it's just like the combat is turned up to 11. Every engagement is just you versus 50 enemies that just don't quit. Yeah. And then some annoying simple puzzle. <laughs> and that's that's the whole game. Like, and I can't remember the original Spider-Man being like that. Like, I I rank the original Spider-Man above God of War 2018, and this made me kind of question my memory and, and judgment, go like, was yeah, was the original <laughs> Spider-Man actually like this? And and actually, God of War was better. I mean, God of War was a fantastic game. Don't get me wrong, but I I generally put like The Last of Us two, then Spider-Man. Then, then God of War went. So yeah, it just seemed like it was incredibly combat focused. Um, the story was all right, and it actually got me dehyped for the next Spider-Man. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, obviously, the next Spider-Man is a big thing. It's a huge. It, it's a. It's, I saw somebody on Twitter the other day say, "Oh, uh, who cares about Starfield when Spider-Man Two is releasing next year?" I was thinking, "Wow, I've just played Miles Morales, buddy, and that is not <laughs> a good game." Uh, it was actually quite yeah. funny watching your progression through the streams becoming less and less entertained. <laughs> yeah, less and less interested. Like yeah. the last stream was basically, right, let's finish this shit. <laughs> let's get it done. <laughs> let's get it done. We, we've come too far. We're through the looking glass on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like this is, I'm interested to see if anybody's played Miles Morales and has a comparison to Spider-Man. I mean, John thought kind of similar to me as well. So mm. it wasn't just my voice on it and uh if any of you played the original spider-man on ps4 and played miles morales i i'd like to know whether i've missed a trick because and whether spider the first spider-man was significantly better than this miles morales because for me it just didn't hit anywhere near the original yeah. spider-man but there we go well, what a what a disappointing way to end what we've been playing then I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I started it badly and I ended it badly. So. Yeah, you've just brought a lot of negativity. I'm on like. gaming. I'm in gaming limit this week, right? I've played. I've played Splatoon, obviously. Um, I played Cyberpunk. I played The Last of Us Two. I yeah. played two hours of The Last of Us Two yesterday. Yeah, just start a new game. I was like, and, and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, because oh, I was in gaming. Limit, I was like, do I play Death Stranding again? Oh come <laughs> I on! Like, I was like, that really is gaming limbo. Yeah. So yeah, I'm having a tough time because we got these Xbox games coming out in a few weeks, so it's all gonna it's all gonna heat up. So um, yeah, it's just what to play till then. Yes, indeed. Well, until then, I mean, it's gonna be Splatoon, and we know it. But yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still play Splatoon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Constant Splatoon. But it is now time for us to go on to our feature, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's, let's talk about let's talk about the future, about the future of card gaming. gaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean. Obviously, we started this with the, the collapse of Stadia um, and the fact that we now know it's closing down. Despite, wasn't it only like two months ago? They were like, no, it's clearly not shutting down. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, um, they they stopped the game. They they stopped their like game developments, didn't they? Yes. Uh, their, for, for exclusives for Stadia. Mm-hmm. And and off the back of that, it was like, no, no, we're still still supporting Stadia. We're still supporting it. Um, yeah. But the writing is then on the wall, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, it was in July they made a big statement saying we're not closing down. And all you have to say now is, well, they just hadn't told their social team. Like, really, is what you'd think, isn't it? Um, yeah, and maybe. And it does seem like quite a few people heavily involved in this were not told. I mean, we had designers and developers coming out on Twitter to say that's how they found out about it. Mm. That's not. That's not great. Well, that is true, but as soon as you leak something to develop... Mm. Yeah, I, I saw that as well, Pete, where developers had said, well, we have a game coming out. Yeah. Like, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Fuck? Yeah. And then they have to look at porting it to other other um, like consoles and things like that, and it, yeah, it's, a, it's an absolute nightmare. And you've got certain games on this platform, uh, like Guilt, I think it's called Guilt, yep. which are... It's a Stadia exclusive. It is, and- yeah. That's, yeah. It's G-I-L-T, isn't it? Right, okay. something like that, yeah, or yeah, and it, I forget, yeah, and it's like that's going to have to go somewhere else, surely, to else it's lost in the well, gaming this, ether. That's it; it may well be lost forever. And we've got people talking about their save games in things like Cyberpunk, 
mm. which they really want to find out how they can transfer them in some manner. They don't want their money back. They just want to be able to move it. Yeah, there, there is that thing of somebody saying, mm. I don't care about the money, mm. just I care about my safe. Because they are giving people their money back for hardware and software. They like are, like yeah. it never happened. Exactly, yeah. It's just going to be papered over with a massive chunky loss. So mm. even so, I think there are three key things to examine here and to think about with regard to the future of cloud gaming. And the first of these is where did they go wrong? Yeah. What did Google do that went so horribly wrong? It, it was a bad start, wasn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> do you remember when this was introed? It was it was first introed at a tech demo, mm-hmm. which was a couple of weeks before like big gaming convention. It may have even been before like E three, and they didn't show. They didn't have anything at E three. Yeah. And it's like, why are you showing the technology? I know the technology is a massive thing, mm. but in order to succeed, you don't show the technology at a tech demo playing Assassin's Creed or something, you show it at a video game convention. Yes. Like, that's how you introduce it to the world. Yeah. At the very least, it should be at both. Um, Yeah. And it should be more effusive at something like E3. Um, And, and, well, I I can only imagine they didn't show it there because what do you show for a new console at a big big event like that? Mm. You show the games that are going to be on it. Yeah, and they had no slash very few genuine exclusives. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think there's three that you can pick out of a lineup, if that. And it's and are many. they and they and they're indies or what have you? And exactly. and they 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 immediately talked about that Jade Raymond game. Yeah, which seemed like an absolute afterthought. Yeah, and the whole <laughs> thing was like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's gonna get okay. Well. What in four or five years you're going to get an exclusive game? Yeah, um, it just seemed a bit. I was, and they they've made it. Just seems like a catalog of errors. They they advertised all these features like YouTube inter- integration that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had little to no advertising. Like the bad advertising. Like my question to you, Pete: Would you know how to access Stadia if you wanted to? No, not even vaguely. I never even looked at it. Like, no, like we are gamers, mm-hmm. and I, I don't actively know the channel as to how to. What do I need? I need to buy their controller, is it? And can I use it just on browser, or uh, what do I do? But this there is, was no. But this is the thing. Why would you bother to look at it if you have a console or a PC that can do this? And this is something well, we'll come back to yeah. in a bit. But why? What was the incentive for people like us to even look at it? Yeah, what's the target market? Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. We'll we'll talk about we'll talk about that. Like the Google went wrong, I believe. It, the the big we can point to things like yeah they they turned down Kojima making like a Death Stranding sequel <laughs> yes. uh, that's eventually got picked up by Microsoft and uh, it's not Def, it's not direct sequel but it's supposedly related. Um, but the the big problem is in my eyes is that uh, as a main platform. The, the gaming like landscape is not ready for a cloud system to be the main platform but it can be a comparison uh, a companion a companion to your to your current service or your console or something like that but as a main platform you're asking people to to suddenly use something which has the perception of having no ownership like so, you're not buying anything yes very much so and you were paying to not own things 
Because let's yes. not forget, you're paying full price for the game as well as Stadia's subscription to not yes. own anything. So <laughs> perception of value is a really difficult thing for them. It It's a massive thing with gamers who are conditioned to... I know you're a PC gamer, you aren't as conditioned with this, but a lot of gamers are conditioned to have physical copies of things um, and to value physical things. And to to essentially say, I don't have a console, is quite a big shift because mm. hardware is a big thing to say, like, I own... Why look, We looked at the Logitech G thing, whatever, from last week. Yeah, yeah the, the thing that uh, basically streams stuff. Yes. That thing will sell because it's hardware. All it is is a streaming thing, but it's... Mm. It's hardware. There's something physical. It's very difficult to ask people to suddenly just throw money into and then just have uh, in the ether. Now, obviously, on your computer, you have a laptop or a PC as hardware, but it doesn't feel like that with Stadia, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. And the the worst thing is that they didn't have a subscription service. Like yeah, or at least they did, but not with anything included in it. Yes, it, it, now, exactly. Yeah. Now, there's, carry one, on, sorry. there's one other bit to this, of course, which I think we have to mention, which is Phil Harrison. Oh, yes. And I, I just want to sort of mention a couple of quotes that we've sort of covered here already. But these were, I think, from 2019. And I'm going to start with my favorite one, which is all this nonsense that goes around games will just go away. It'll allow more gamers to have access to more of the latest, greatest games without the need for these complicated, expensive pieces of hardware, which, let's not forget, also require updates, download patches, and installs. Now, my problem here is these complicated, expensive pieces of hardware, we already have. When you say gamers, we already have those pieces of hardware. Like, if you said general public... It makes more sense. But when you're saying gamers, I'm sitting here recording a podcast at a almost two grand gaming laptop. Like you've got every console that's ever been designed or created under the sun mm. uh, or even thought yes. about probably. You've probably got yes. concepts of consoles that aren't quite yet released then knowing yes. you. So I do have things from Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So how is it helping? Like the USP well, on this yeah, was not something yeah. that had a niche. It was... I get- this this is the thing like um cloud gaming is argued to be the future and we're moving on to our second we are yes point here which is um is is the market actively rejecting cloud gaming so i think a lot of people in the industry think that cloud gaming is where things will be moving to eventually now obviously our our internet isn't quite there. And Phil Harrison also said about internet service providers, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. But 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 um, the internet isn't quite there uh, across the masses uh, to be able to do this. Yeah. There, is a, there is a transition period, isn't there, with all these new concepts. Uh, VR. VR is a perfect example. To the new paradigm that people are expecting. Now, you mentioned hardware just there. If you have the hardware yep. and they're already in existence and I already own them, I don't need this. Yep. And it's almost bringing in new gamers into this realm. But if you're a new gamer, you don't even know Google Stadia exists because you haven't advertised it to those people properly. Yes. Yep. So so that we talk about the Venn, the Venn diagram of like 
who is this actually appealing to? I've got consoles. You've got consoles. You've got gaming laptops. I've got a PC that could play this stuff. Like, hard, more hardcore gamers have all this stuff. The people who aren't hardcore gamers would much more likely go in and buy a Switch or a Series S or something like that mm-hmm. than they would hear, hear about this thing called Google Stadia, which I don't even know how to access. Yeah, and it's... The funny bit is, do you remember the Wii U, which obviously got... Oh, in fact, the Nintendo Wii originally. Let's go just Nintendo Wii generally. That mm. turned up everywhere when we were at university. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like every everyone had one. I and had even one. people who had no interest in gaming seemed absolutely to have one. yeah. yeah and 100%. it's kind of that's where I think Stadia should have headed. Is trying to hit that niche. Instead well, how do you hit that niche? Well, we ha- you tricky, hit that yeah. niche by by making mm. by making by having an app which yeah. you have on TVs and things like that. Like what you're hearing about Microsoft and xCloud or well, they're not calling it xCloud, but they should call it xCloud. Um, <laughs> and, and, and like linking up and having deals and trying to get it on every device. That seems to be the attitude that will work as an accompaniment, as a, as a companion piece to yeah. their console. Yeah. When um, you're asking somebody to just subscribe to cloud gaming mm-hmm. like that, that is a tough knock. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's a companion is definitely the way you could see it. If you had a way of being able to, for instance, and this is just a random example, mess around with certain things in games like World of Warcraft on your mobile phone, like setting up your auctions, doing all the background stuff that you have to do, I'd be mm-hmm. well into that. I'd love that idea. If you had a way of sort of doing little bits and pieces in Football Manager through it that's connected to your main game, yeah, that would be brilliant. That's an excellent thing to bring in and would make me like it more. And it's these small incremental steps, I think, that we never saw Yeah, the, um, the, that we're missing. Yes, because there's that transition, like we've said. Yeah. But Stadia actually, as a piece of technology, supposedly worked really, really oh. well. Yeah, I mean, like, going from nothing to gaming in, what was it, a minute less than that? Oh, yeah, yeah, Way less than quicker that. than that. Yeah, yeah I think it was, it was less like, than 10 seconds, actually, when it was working well. Um, I mean... was just rocking into it. So I, that I, seemed to work really well. I do use cloud gaming, personally. I use it on uh, my Steam Deck. Yeah. Because the, the way that Xbox have allowed kind of the standard integration with Steam, they have instructions as to how to get Game Pass yes. on your Steam Deck and it's yes. the cloud version. Yes. And I, I I play cloud on Steam Deck. That that's that's fine. That the latency is is small. It's noticeable, but it's very small. So with a lot of games it's not a problem. Yes. And I can play on the sofa. That's great. But that's why I want to play I don't I'm not gonna plug it into my TV or something like um, but on the Steam Deck that that works very nicely. Mm-hmm. But it was a companion because, for instance, if there's a game that I don't know whether I want to go through the bother of downloading, yeah, I'll just load up Xbox Cloud, and I'll I'll just have a go on the game, see whether I like it. If I like it, I'll download it. That's all, and and the saves transfer as well. Like that is a wonderful use of that technology as a companion piece. Yes. during this transition period where we have all these consoles and hardware. Now, if we move to a more digital era and, and the physicals kind of went away, I think cloud gaming could come into its own because then some people, at that time the internet will be better and some people won't really link because there's no game discs and there's no games. Yes. It's a lot easier to make that mental jump 
to say I'm just a cloud gamer now. Yeah, and I but, think so. I also think then there's another element to it in that when the next generation of consoles come, for instance, you're going to have a similar thing to this one, possibly for different reasons, of those people who can't get the new one straight away. Yeah, imagine being yep. able to try out games on the new system, as it were. Yeah, on your previous absolutely one, just through demos or whatever else, but you're able to access them through cloud gaming to get a taste for it. Absolutely, That's going to be a really good way to motivate people into going forward with it, isn't it? Uh, and that and that's it. Yeah, I mean, on your PC now you can do cloud gaming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all these brand new games. If you don't have the console, yes, that's that's a way of doing it. Okay, in my transition period to getting the new console, I'm going to cloud gaming. Oh wait, cloud gaming really works. I'll and continue if it, doing that. If it does, you may not even have another transition phase after that. Because absolutely, by then it because may just be the transition to the cloud. Because cloud works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's there's nothing there's nothing fundamentally wrong with the cloud. Um, but the the, the 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 question here was: Is the market rejecting cloud gaming? And yeah. I think the answer is no. I think it's way too early to say that. I just think Google was so bad at aiming at their target demographic. Now, I don't like to have a go at these companies who are obviously far better than I could be at <laughs> advertising, at PR, and all this kind of stuff. It just, But it seems like there were so many missteps in getting Google Stadia out there. Like It seemed like it was put together by people who had no idea what people <laughs> would be after or want. Like There's no exclusive games. You're not aiming at the right people. You're at the wrong events. You, you're not telling people about it. You're not giving people a simple step-by-step. You're not advertising on TV. It's that, it's, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. just absolutely awful. And that's why people laugh at it. And that's why people... And Google, they've got a history for doing this. They start projects, they put in money to it, and they just fuck off. And I honestly, I think Google tried to do this off their brand and just go, ah, we're Google. Yeah. But I, I actually think more of the hardcore kind of tech contingent probably thought, ah, it's Google, so it'll never work because <laughs> they don't commit to anything. Yeah, that, I mean, it, it they is don't true commit. and we're, we're seeing it again evidenced right here. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing that I'll say about the market on this, Ben, is where was the demand for a fully cloud service? Like, even now, I don't hear people clamoring for it. You know That's I mean? a great point. That is a great point. Anyone well, saying I desperately need this. Well, let's just go over the Venn diagram, like <laughs> which is getting or, shrinkingly small, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Because so, who you're aiming at? So, are you? You're not aiming at hardcores because they have all this stuff. Mm-hmm. As a, we're talking as a fully cloud option, yes. so we're not talking as the as a companion, mm-hmm. like, like X Cloud. We're talking fully. So, if it's fully cloud, you're saying, well, you don't have a console you're not going to upgrade to next gen okay well you don't have exclusives so therefore and you don't even have all the third parties and all that kind of stuff you have no subscription service so everything that people are saying like are the best deals in gaming you've got the game pass and then playstation just come out with the ps plus stuff all of that is on on a system like you're missing out on all of that stuff mm-hmm. and limiting yourself on games so much like that the, the way a system sells is because it has options for games yeah. And so you're looking at the casual, but you're not even telling the casual that it exists. The Venn diagram is non-existent. Yes. Yeah, it's that's it. It is so vanishingly small as to be irrelevant. That's Yeah, such a shame. 
it's such a shame, but they came up also against xCloud, or we call it xCloud, but that is attached to Game Pass. Yes. And they have made it so easy. You can open it on your phone. You can open it any way you want. You can just I can put it on the Steam Deck. Like, all these integrations, all of these integrations, like, mm-hmm. and where's Stadia? Yeah. <laughs> nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. It's it's such a shame. It's just, it's just a shame. It is. And I mean, this is the thing. I think they obviously executed the actual mechanic of it really well. You know what I mean? We mentioned that yeah. already. That bit they did very, very well. But there's an awful lot of unanswered questions that remain in the space. Um, and I think they still remain there now, two years, three years after it came out. That as they did at the start. And I, I mean, when we go to it and we say the infrastructure and the internet is still not there for everyone to make this work, that yeah. tells you it's not going to be a big market. This has provided no evidence for anyone to go on. So our, our third question on this is, are competitors going to start second-guessing cloud gaming? Mm. And... I think as a compa- I think even even the Switch version works. I think because it's not the primary way of gaming. It's just saying if you want Resident Evil Seven on the Switch, you can get it on the cloud. Yeah, uh, their their technology is not as good. It doesn't run as smooth. I'm pretty sure Stadia and XCloud do it way better. But anyway, there's your option if you want it. Like that's a companion. It works. I think competitors are probably. I think you're looking at. Microsoft and what they're doing with Game Pass and they're saying we've got no competition this is all us we do what we want now it's good that you mentioned Microsoft Ben because I when I was looking for that quote from Phil Harrison earlier I found another quote from another Phil from 2019 and the launch of Stadia which is Phil Spencer of Xbox obviously which is my view is we're all in the testing phase We're early in the technology and we feel it'll take many years before this becomes mainstream. The best place for you to play is still going to be on your local device, your console connected to your TV, and that will still be true for many years. I don't think that's going to have changed. And Daddy Phil (laughs) has has, has said said all all, all it is. It's... It's weird. There are, there are things going on in the gaming landscape like this uh, with VR as well, where they're mm. trying to introduce new things and testing the boundaries and and things like VR. That's another another thing which it's it's still unknown and we don't know how the market is reacting to this stuff. Is PSVR two going to shift the dial? Probably not. There was five million PSVRs out there on one hundred and fourteen million PS4s. How many PSVR twos are going to sell? Probably fuck all. It, it's, it, you know, these things are niche and they take time and they take transition periods, but it's up to companies like Sony, like Google to continue through. Like they've got to, they must understand this paradigm shift and Sony absolutely do. They understand. They did the first, they understand it's not something that flies off the shelves, but mm. they're investing in it mm. and they're in this market. But companies like Google have a repu- reputation for starting something and just fucking it off. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's what they've done here. And yeah. it's like, and, and to be honest, as a, as a gamer, you've got to look at this and say, all right, fuck off then. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we've actually got, and I, I know we poo pooed the companies, we've got some high quality companies that deliver high quality services and high quality games. 
Yes. And I I am very glad and grateful for all of them. Um, but Google, sorry. And I will say, I think your, I will say as well, I think your comparison to VR is spot on. I, we've talked about VR before and the future of it. And I still comfortably believe that VR and cloud gaming are going to be big pillars in the gaming world at some stage. It ain't going to be Stadia. For no. sure. And it's probably still not going to be soon. No, it's probably not. And and there's not a lot of learning. Well, mm. there is learning that can be done from this, but it's probably not, no, not in regard yeah. to, <laughs> to, to the actual thing that they're trying to sell. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, that's it. So there it is. There's our nice little eulogy for Stadia. How positive we were. <laughs> and a look to yeah. the future still. I still think cloud gaming is going to be huge one day. But we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. If yeah. anyone uh, if anyone felt differently, though, or feels differently, or believes cloud gaming will never take off, how would they reach us, Ben? You can email us, podcast at grumpygamers.co.uk. You can tweet us at grumpygamerspod. Uh, we're on YouTube, Grumpy Gamers Podcast. We're on Twitch, Grumpy Gamers Podcast as well. We'll probably be on this Thursday, 7pm, yes, playing something. I don't know what we'll be playing. <laughs> and next week, we will have Eddie back, maybe Kirk, but Eddie mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. Yes, indeed. And until then, it's GG. GG.